Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Play-in tournament begins tonight as we'll see who the bottom seeds are in the East. Pacers and Hornets, that's at 6. Celtics-Wizards at 9. Both games you can hear on ESPN Radio. And the winner of the Celtics and Wizards will get the 7th seed and they will get the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. And, you know, you see all the different takes about the NBA and certainly about the Celtics and how they have fallen. I think there's just way too many podcasts out there. Everybody's got an opinion about things. It's fun. There are takes. And then there's times where those takes might go a little too far. In fact, might at least draw somebody to react. And it's a story that we could not ignore uh, in the world of the NBA. And that is Kwame Brown just firing back at those who were criticizing him about the bust label, which he was a number one pick as you remember, and it was the Wizards who uh, took him in 2003. And Michael Jordan was in the front office at the time taking him. And so in 2001. And Kwame Brown is like that picture of what we use the term bust in sports, usually with a draft pick. It's generally the pick that's the bust. And we'll discuss. We can go, yeah, no, you already rolled your eyes at me. But, guys, it's just this back and forth is is to me – you know, incredible because it started on the All the Smoke podcast. Gilbert Arenas joined the guys, uh, Matt Barnes and, and Stephen Jackson, discussing, you know, Gilbert and his days in Washington. And he said about Kwame Brown, imagine being an 18-year-old kid getting drafted number one by your idol. Your idol is Michael Jordan. But we know Michael Jordan's personality. Imagine that personality going towards an 18-year-old kid, just bullying him. Uh, and, and he just he took it from there saying that that's really what affected Kwame Brown the most. And Brown really took it extremely personal. I mean, at one point, um, Arenas called Brown a show pony, which is, you know, incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> so Kwame went to IG, Instagram, to fire back at off. not just Stephen Jackson and Gilbert and, and Matt Barnes, but to also the media because of the bus label that he took so personal and – told his story about a kid who made it from, you know, basically nothing and at least got to the league and really calling out just about everybody. I mean, (laughs) called Steven Jackson fake, called Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair and said that Arenas took uh, millions from him. But he also took a shot at some media, including Stephen A., about the idea of being a bust. And that got us into a big debate back and forth about the bust label. And I'm going to put it this way. Again, I'm the, you know, the big bad media guy. You're not. Bust is not about the person. Bust is the pick. If you're the pick, that just goes with you. The pick was the bust. It was a bust of a pick, and it was. It didn't pan out. It's the number one overall pick. If you don't turn into a star... It was a bust. And so that's why it's called bust. It's not about the player. Would you agree? But the player is the pick. But the the player player is is the pick. But the guy making the pick was the bust, too. That was a bust But we don't refer to the teams. But the pick goes with the player. That's what I'm saying, Keith. The bust goes with the pick, then bust and the pick goes with the player. Yeah, nobody says, oh, Boston Celtics, what a bust. What a bust. They say it about Jordan and his decision making. That's fine. That's Jordan. That's not about a franchise. It all bust and individual always go together. And one of the things that bothers me about it is that fans throw that word out there so nonchalantly. 
Like, okay, oh, that guy didn't pan out. He was a bus. I'm like, all right, you're calling him a bus. What are you? What are you? So it's, it's just something to put into perspective, man. Get him, Jay. You get a chance to be part of .0001% of the world. I know players didn't reach their potential. I got hurt. I didn't reach my potential, right? Kwame Brown didn't reach his potential. That doesn't mean that he's a bust, though. And I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, well, it was the pick. No, no, it doesn't work that way, man, because the casual fan says the pick and the person are the same. Like, oh, you a bust. You didn't pan out, man. You were a bum. People have called him a bum. No, no, no. He is A taking... dude that made the first pick in the draft, whatever. I know it didn't pan out potential-wise. People have called him a bum. So just something for people to think about. You're calling him a bum. What kind of numbers you putting up in your rec league? Well, yeah, you I, up, I, I'm just putting a perspective for you. Like, as an athlete, you hear it like, okay, what are you? Yeah, like okay. for me, when I, when I hear the word bus, I frown up at it. Zubin said bus one time on the show, and I just look, what are you talking about? People don't even know what like, they just what say you, it. You just, what are you, how is he a bust? And he's one of a, hand, a handful, a few, that has reached the pinnacle of a profession that people have tried, they, they spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on little Johnny's to try to make it to the level that you, not you, but the media are calling somebody a bust. People spend hundreds of thousands to try to get their kids to get to that level, and it never works out. And when guys like Kwame Brown or Greg Oden or, or, or players in the NFL – uh, Kijana Carter, who goes down with an ACL, who never panned out, doesn't, count. doesn't mean him. It's a bust. Let no, it. Do, but the first thing injury say, does not the make first you thing, a bust. But the first thing people say, like Jay saying, yep. is the fan or the media will label you a bust, a, a bust. Like pick, what do you yeah, right. like when you when a guy is the number one overall pick? Like what do you expect? Out of that individual, greatness that is a number one overall you're a pick. Number one pick. But you're, what if you? You're, what if you're you drafted bad, by a team that is desperate that needs you? But you what if you great. get bad coaching that don't understand how to utilize your skill set, or or it the game changes where all of a sudden you don't fit the game because all of a sudden in basketball it turns into Steph Curry where everybody's shooting threes, but they pick a big that just doesn't help the team. Can't help them because everything is down low. 20 years ago. Look, I'll, I'll, look you had your, I'll get mine. This is, like, like I said, this to me is about the pick. But when you start saying that, you know, a, a, a tiny, a minute percentage, you get to be that pick, so he made it, that's where I got to stop you. Because, we, no, because the rest of society that is a fan of the sport will never know that. Right, we don't understand. So it's it's only relatable to you have an opportunity, and you did not turn it into something. But he did turn it into so, something. Did. What did he? T- what did he turn, he turn it, it into? He, he turned it to making twenty five million dollars. Maybe maybe not. Wait a second, Al. That's like, what it's about. It's because, not, because if well, you read, not, if I mean, you he, followed but, his but career, you don't think he didn't do enough. But you maybe he thinks that for himself. That's fine. Like I think in my career, like oh, I could have done a lot more. That's fine. But, but you're you not going to say that. Well, gonna... It's much different than I, you or Kijana Carter. Alan, we, don't, we don't call. Stephen A. Smith is joining us right now because Kwame <laughs> no, did call him Steve out today. too. And Stephen A. has been talking <laughs> about it. So I'm glad you did. Stephen A. Good morning. Did y'all set this up? What's up, y'all? Can y'all hear me loud and clear? We have you. We have you. I know you're fuming now. Alan, I called to get on Jay Williams and Keyshawn Johnson. 
my get on, brother. Get on me, man. Forget, forget, forget Kwame Brown. That brother's retired. Let that brother live in peace. I got nothing to say about him. Here's what I called in to address. You got to understand, as former athletes who were pretty damn good at what you guys did, you have to understand that when the media is coming at it in terms of labeling somebody a bust or labeling somebody an underachiever, et cetera, et cetera, Keyshawn, you just brought up about the fans and the media. Well, guess what? What we're doing is comparing folks to you, to Jay, to, other, to your contemporaries. We're not saying, excuse me, they're a bust, they're useless in life, they can't do anything. They no. There is a standard that comes with the level that you guys reached and the expectation that comes with it. That's why somebody is the number one overall pick compared to the 31st overall pick, compared to the 64th overall pick in basketball. That's why somebody's a first-rounder compared to a third-rounder, a fourth-rounder, a fifth-rounder. People out there, whether it's scouts, it's player personnel people, it's others, executives, or what have you, they make decisions based on, and they label who's elite, who has a chance, who doesn't, who's a surefire, who's a wild card, who has a chance. And that determines the value that you have in your sport. And those expectations are what people like myself Allen and others base everything on. I get, so I get that, Stephen. Athlete, I get that, but, yeah, but, but circumstances but, 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 are everything. Circumstances are everything, man. If you're not, if if you're not in the right situation, as I've said many times, if Bill Parcells didn't come out of the sky in 1997, I wouldn't be working at mm-hmm. ESPN right now because my career could have potentially went in a different direction with people like Richie Kotite coaching the well, team. That is circumstance. That, that's true. It's circumstance. That, that's true. But nobody. I'm not telling. But that's true. And you and you'd have a point if someone was denying that. No one's denying that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the result. You're getting into the why, which I respect. But ultimately, how many times have you seen reporters say something and you said Keyshawn or you said Jay? Well, they just don't know. And my response would be. We don't have to. We're in the results business. You can get into the nuances as to why something happened, and you would have a point because you would know better than folks in the media. But ultimately what it comes down to is what were the results? Because Keyshawn as a player might say one thing. The coach might say another. The, ju- the general manager might say something else. The owner might say something else. And then years later you come out with a book talking about how the media was right. But, damn it, you wasn't going to tell them at the time. The fact is, is that in the end, the only thing that we can lean on definitively when defining the value of somebody are the results, and you can't be in a results-oriented business and then whine and moan about what the results revealed and how people like Alan, myself, or others articulated when you signed up for it, knowing that you're going to get measured by the results. But see, I say, here, here's my only issue with that, and I, I get it because you and I talk basketball every damn day. Like, you're in the trenches, right? right? Yes, we do. But I think there's conflation what happens mm-hmm. because people take the word bus and they equate it to bum. You have to, like, people on the street, like, oh, you were a bum, you were a bus. Like, if you're talking about the nuances of it, 
Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not calling Kwame Brown a bum. I'm not calling a, a, or another player right. a bum. You know what I mean? They may not have panned out, but I think it's the way we phrase it because that, that allows other people to phrase it that way, and that's where I have the problem with it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, but you, it, it, I think that makes total sense, and you have a very valid point. But I'll give you an example as it pertains to Kwame Brown. Years ago, myself, Greg Anthony, Tim Legler, and John Saunders, the late, great John Saunders, was on NBA shoot-around. And so Greg Anthony says, well, he's got small hands. He can't catch the ball, can't hold on to the ball, can't do this or that. Uh, Tim Legler said, well, he's got, you know, quick feet, but in the same time, his movement is questionable and stuff like that. And as a result, because of that, he doesn't really know how to post play and all of this other stuff. And then they came to me and I said, he can't play. It was based on their analysis. So what I'm saying is, is that – but Jay, Keep I mean, but, and Jay but, uh, to break something down, to break something down, and it makes total sense. But then there also has to be a period to that sentence, and that's where you get people saying the things that they say. Not that it's right, mm. and I get your point, but the period has to come from somebody, and you can't just contextualize everything without providing a period at the end, and that's what the media does. But Stephen A, it, it's okay for you to say that somebody can't play. I'm one. I'm the first person to say that dude can't play. But I'm not saying right. he's a bust. See, the difference is right. when somebody can't play because it's at the pro level. Maybe they peak. Maybe they're not good enough to play at the pro level like they did in college. Doesn't mean they're a right. bust. They got there. It just not working out for them. They're just okay. But, but he- but, but, Keyshawn, the bust comes from the fact. What was their status when they entered this level? If you're the number one, and again, I'm not talking, forget Kwame Brown. I'm not talking about him. Overall, I'm just talking in general about the principle. If you're the number one overall pick, it comes with an expectation. If you don't come close to meeting those expectations, literally what y'all are arguing about is, Somebody saying they didn't meet expectations as opposed to saying they're a bust. Really? Really? That's what maybe, we're doing? Maybe I just don't I mean, like – maybe I don't like the word bust. Yeah, maybe the connotation – That's my thing. Maybe the connotation of the, the word bust is just sustained, and I don't, I don't like Key, to the, refer to people as bust because I think when guys make it to the pros, they work their ass off and they got he there was, and it didn't work out. He was 18. He, he, he was very early in his life. But, but you're a guy that you use the word sorry all the time. Like, yeah, I do. He's sorry. This sorry. guy's sorry. Well, look, I'm sorry. And, Steven, you know this. Exactly. It's you just know, make, you know no, again, maybe it's the worst. What do we do? But what do we do? Basketball is the one sport, which is why I always defend Kevin Durant for going on and going after people on social media because it's the one sport. Well, what, what is the biggest part of the culture? Trash talking. How we talk about each other. How we talk about players. We watch players and we see a guy, if this guy is good or if this guy's sorry, like you would say, or this guy, or he's a bum. Like, those are words that are just used in the sports, in the lexicon of the sport. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily a personal attack on yeah, you. Yeah, it's just yeah. what we say in this game. I just don't like the word bust, well, it's man. Not just that. It's not just that. Here's what I think that – here's what I would ask Jay and, and, and Key to appreciate. Number one overall pick, Keyshawn Johnson. Number two overall pick, Jay Williams. You took that spot from somebody. You earned it. You deserved it. 
But what you did came at the expense of somebody else, and that position has been monetized. The number one pick gets more than a number two pick, at least initially. Number two pick gets more than a tenth pick, at least initially. It's been monetized, and there's a value attached to that. That's where words like bust and stuff like that come from, because you're not just talking about the person's talent. You're talking about how they were valued and what that value costs somebody and whether or not they lived up to it or not. Period. It's all the comparisons. That's sports. And by the way, when you also talk about what did he have around him, he had Doug Collins as a coach. Wes, Ense- Wes-, Wes Unsell was around that organization. Yeah, they had – I mean, Gilbert got there. They, again, they had again, some Adam, pieces. Again, Adam, alone, we ain't even, don't, we Kwame don't even have to go. We don't even have to go. <laughs> we don't even have to go to Kwame Brown route. I'm just talking overall in general when Keyshawn and Jay, individuals with incredible c- credentials to talk about these things. All I'm trying to say is let's be real about what it is. People are valued. And when that value doesn't measure up to snuff, it costs somebody. In some cases, it costs people their jobs. You have people like myself and others who believe that Matt Nagy should have been on a hot seat along with Ryan Pace with the Chicago Bears because not only did they move up in the draft to draft Mitchell Trubisky, they passed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes to do so. Now, Mitchell Trubisky didn't do anything wrong to anybody. He's worked hard. He tried. But guess what? He ain't those brothers. But he was picked several slots ahead of them. And the Chicago Bears had to go through hoops just to get their hands on Justin Fields in order for us to forget who the hell they drafted in place of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and we still ain't forget. That's the world of sports. I, I, I hear you, though, but I wonder, like, if Matt Nagy were in college, I wonder how he would do because I mean, I, we didn't call John Calipari a bust when John Calipari didn't pan out in the NBA. Like, we didn't call – there are a lot of examples of guys, like, who got up to the league who maybe didn't do it Properly, but they may go back oh, down. They're so successful, uh, but we're not saying they're a bust. We called them a failure uh, at the NBA level. Uh, he, he whoa, 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 whoa! That's Saban's not accurate. When John, so Nick Saban when is a bust. So Nick Saban is a bust. Nick Saban is a bust. That's what we're saying. Nick Saban is a coach. He was. Okay. All right, he was. And we said that about Calipari when he was with the Nets, Jay. Yeah. You know that. Well, Stephen A. You a bust. I just don't like the way you, you say you, it. You a bust. You I don't bust. like the way you say it. I don't like your bum. tone. Yeah, oh, bum. Damn it. <laughs> Stephen, they, can't ha- they do not like media. They can't, they can't handle it when we have control of the narrative. It's, it's actually fun to watch. It's fun to watch them squirm. And, and by the way, Stephen, A., I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Key pointed at me twice today when we talk about the media. I mean, pointed at me aggressively. Like a hard point. So, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Alan, put on your big boy pants. And handle it. Oh, That's what comes him. with the job. He ain't that let, big. Let, let Keith come That's at crazy. you anyway. Did Jay come at me all the time? <laughs> I don't give a damn. I invite him to do it more. It is <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yes, sir. Safe drive in, nice man. Day. We Safe appreciate you enjoy, enjoy that nice drive on FDR, I say. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to explain it. I'm glad he jumped in to explain it, probably to defend himself, certainly as well. I mean, well. he really didn't explain it to me. I, I, I just don't, don't like the word. Mitchell Trubisky, bust? No. 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 Didn't work out, did it? That's on. You used who a, is that, you use who a is number that on? one pick. But who is that on? Is it on everybody? Ryan Pace? Everybody. Is it on Matt Nagy? Is it on Mitch Trubisky? Is it on the players around him? Is it on Bill Lazor? Like, 
Who is it on? I'm if just you, never calling a player a bus. Yeah, I'm just never, if you're I'm a just, player, you you're not going to call another player a bus because so you, you understand, understand what's up to get there. My, you don't understand my definition of bus is the pick was a bus. The decision right, so was a bus. Then let's refer you to were part of it. It was a bus. If you bought stock in a company and you lost money on it, that stock was a bus. The stock company we, we was a bus. We just don't refer to that with any other with any other like line of business. Anyway, like a lawyer. What other line of business do you draft someone to come work for you? I mean, no other. You, you hire people you every hire, day long. But that's a hire. It's different. You're drafting someone. You're selecting someone. This uh, is your pick. Drafting is a hire. Drafting it's is a hire. It's a hire. It's, it's a, a hire. You're saying, hey, drafting here are the people who are available. I'm hiring you. With this pick, drafting I'm hiring you. It's the same damn thing, Alan. No, it's not because I'm not waiting for another company. I don't have to wait for another company to make a decision on you first or then now I get the next That's pick so true. I get the That's next true. best guy. Trade up. It, doesn't work companies, it doesn't work that companies way. Companies battle like for people's this. services all the time. Not like, yeah, right. And there's fans watching. And I was going to start calling everybody. Is riding on it? Yes, it is. You didn't pan out as a lawyer. You're a boss. Why am I rooting for you? Why am I rooting for you? I don't watch a company and root for the company. Yes, you do. You root for their stock. Don't you? You root for their stock. I'm invested as a fan. It's much different. From places like CW Post, there's recruiters that want you and your services to come work for their companies. Am I right or wrong? That that's how you're telling me it's the same thing as drafting in in sports. Thing. There's no difference. I like you. Oh, I didn't get you because you chose this This job. Well, all right. right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what then. All right. If I was hired to a show. And I sucked as the host. Then I'll tell you, you sorry. I was a bust. Man. Oh my See, God. I'm not going to – you're right. sorry. Okay. You're not good. Yeah. That's all I was saying. Yeah. And it, it, it – your heart Whatever it did, it, I mean, that's – don't you think? But like, at least if you, you want to put it that way, that's how you, you put it. But, but at I least accepted. you got there. I didn't do well. I had to leave the show. That's it. So but how about all the people that didn't there. get there? You know how many people How about people that didn't get there? All the people that do local seats? radio. All the people that do local yeah, radio yeah. in the and country. And they're all looking at me going, right. you were a bus. Because if I had that opportunity, I would have so made it. Wait, wait. Does that mean that they're a bus? Because they didn't get the opportunity that you got. Does that mean that they're a bus? Because they didn't, they didn't get picked. They didn't, people didn't see their talent. What does that I mean, mean about them? You missed miss my definition of it. You missed my definition of it. And that beautiful hair. That hair. The blue eyes that go right with that shirt. Look at this. It's, it's a matching deal. The Goes eyes and the right hair work the really well on radio, too, Look by the way. <laughs> well, we're on TV we're as well. On TV as well. No, if, if somebody was doing radio who had the talent to do it at a national level or in a big Evan, market Evan. and is doing it at a lower level, yes, they are a bust. If they oh, have the, if Evan, they have the wow. talent to Evan, do it at a higher yeah, level. Please, please, Evan, here, Evan, don't make me do this to you. Please don't, don't, don't chime stop. in on this. Get Stay out of this. here. Okay, because we all know why you're in the powerful oh, wow. seat. Don't do in. it to him. Well, that's not right. Don't, that's mean. What? That's mean. mean. What? We all get opportunities from our family members. I never thought that this would be that hot of a topic, but I mean, my phone, a lot of people text me about it. Like, Saying it, you're it stupid. Is, no, no, agreeing with me. Oh, but, they're, they're, oh they're, they're your friends, <laughs> yeah, so of course exactly. they're going to they agree, agree with you. With you. But yes. it's also saying that it's Are a fascinating conversation. Are you inviting them over for dinner? Conversation. It is it a is. great conversation. I love that essay called in, too, because he, Stephen A. He had to. He had what? to. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> All guests join us on Even the Goodyear you hotline. Even though you still was a bust. You're a bust, yeah. Wooden award, number two pick in the draft. Bust. Love bust. this conversation. This guy's a bum. ESPN, 888-729-3776. I imagine Call the Roulette could be really interesting today. One team that has been an absolute bust all season long. There you go, being a bully. So will they come up bust in the NBA play-in? That's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Throw it down, King. Bridges. Oh, my God. Let the chips fall where they may. We're ready to go.
This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. As we get ready for it, in the East, it'll be interesting to see what happens, who comes out of the 7-10, who gets that seventh seed. The game tonight, Wizards-Celtics, as we told you, that's the 9 o'clock game on ESPN Radio. Calling that game, our ESPN Radio NBA analyst, PJ Carlismo, who joins us right now on the Goodyear PJ. Hotline. Coach, good morning. What up, PJ? Good morning, gentlemen. How I mean, the Wizards um, look like the team, right? In the 7-10 bracket, you would look like the Wizards as – if you were going to pick a favorite out of the four, would you say it would be the Wizards? Well, I, I like the team an awful lot. The, the huge question, and, and frankly, a lot of the matchups have the same issue. Uh, if you watch Bradley Beal play the other day, you gotta you got to wonder a little bit. I mean, he was gimpy. He came fourth quarter. I thought Scotty Brooks did a great job staying with him. I mean, it, it's one of his two horses. He had no choice. But, I mean, three minutes to go in, in the third quarter, I think they're down 15 points. And Bradley looks like he can't make a shot, and they just take the game over in the fourth quarter. So if Bradley Beal were healthy, I would dead agree. I'm really anxious to see what version of Bradley Beal we're going to see because he literally, you go back, this is, it's strange. You look at all the matchups, the three-game matchups that the teams played in the regular season. I mean, you've got guys missing from different matchups because of injuries, because of trades. This, this uh, you know, Tice didn't play. Marcus Smart, Tice played games. Marcus Smart missed two of the three. Uh, Bradley averaged 41 a game. He just torched them uh, in the regular season, but that was a different Bradley Beal, and I think that's going to be a huge factor. It's also, I think, the beauty uh, of this. Jay Will remembers for sure. It's one and done. This is like a seventh game, or in the old days, uh, a fifth game of the playoffs. 
teams are not used to playing that win or go home. We're going to see that in the 9-10, and we're going to see it the second version on Thursday and Friday with the 7-8s. and eights. PJ, you and I have been friends for a long time. Every time I watch you coach, you coach with passion, you coach with energy. I'm not saying that is not happening in Boston, but can you tell me, like, why do we watch this team just not play hard? Who does that fall on? They're straight. You know, I couldn't pick them. I mean, what they've done the last three years, you know, getting to the finals year in and year out, and you look at the roster this year, it's such a young roster. Uh, you know, I'm getting ready for this one. I'm writing the ages down, and I'm saying, like, Tristan, you got two guys, Tristan and Kemba, the only two, uh, even if barely in their 30s. You got all these young guys. A couple of them are emerging, you know, going from all-stars to all-NBA candidates. And yet all year, Brad's been pulling his hair out, Brad Stevens, with this team, wondering. Um, I think a lot of it had to do, Jay, I, I know I'm giving him an excuse, but I think a lot of them had to do with games missed. This team, I mean, you know, every team was impacted by COVID and, and the schedule. Uh, the schedule, I think, wreaked havoc with a lot, with a lot of uh, players, and they just missed games. Uh, I don't know what version. I, I guarantee you Brad doesn't know what version of the Celtics are going to show up. But, again, um, that, that's the beauty of the playoffs. I mean, we, most years when we used to get, we used to always say April, May, June. This year it's June, uh, you know, May, June, and July. I don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you, the three games teams played in the regular season against each other was nice. It meant there were no tiebreakers. But you look at any of these three-game series, there were so many players missing and injured and COVID protocol. I mean, I, I think we've got some great matchups that I think people genuinely don't know what to expect, which to me, you know, I think maybe we get a round or two in, okay, here, here's somebody clearly playing well. Lakers are the perfect example what, what team are we going to see there? Uh, you know, everybody's saying, well, the Lakers, after they get around the two under them and, and Ron and AD are back playing the way they're capable of playing. Wait a minute. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get to that. Brooklyn, everybody said, well, Brooklyn, the three guys are going to be there. When you've played as few games together as they've played, you have to wonder. Uh, you've got to be impressed with what they did. Uh, I thought Steve Nash underrated, did a great job. Yeah, I'd love to have that roster, but I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy what they went through. So, I just think there's a lot of questions that we're going to find out answers to in the first two weeks, and then then I think it's going to settle in. It's not going to settle in for a little bit, a little while, and I think the first round is going to be very interesting. And I'm dying to see what happens in the play-in. Coach, you mentioned youth when you talked about the Boston Celtics. This particular individual is not young anymore. How impressed have you been with with Russell Westbrook this year? You know, it's to the point I was lucky enough to coach uh, Russell as a rookie before I got, before I got myself fired in, in Oklahoma City, and, and I've known him uh, so long. I, I honestly say I'm, I'm not surprised anymore what he does. It, it's spectacular. And you look at the numbers. I mean, sometimes, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll miss shots. He'll, he'll, you'll look at the stats, and he's like 5 for 13, and he's completely dominated the game. Uh, rebounds, he, 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 you know, we used to say Russell's the best rebounding guard in the league. Rebounding guard, he's one of the best rebounders in the league, period. He's averaging over 11 rebounds a game. Uh, he takes such great care of his body. He impacts a game with the rebounding, with his ability to get to the basket. He turned the game around in the beginning of the fourth quarter, even before Bradley got it going. It was a huge block charge call early in the fourth quarter of that game with, with Charlotte, and then all of a sudden, boom, he knocks down a three. I mean, you, you shake your head when he, take, when he takes it, 
but he makes the play. Uh, he got got himself to the free throw line repeatedly. He got them in trouble. Um, it, it's amazing the way he impacts a game, but he's taken such good care of his body. He's such a great pro in the way he competes that uh, it, it's scary. Uh, I think Jay Will asked the question right in the beginning, or it was Al, I don't even know. Um, what Washington team are we going to see? Uh, what they've done, what Scotty Brooks' team has done, and that the run that they've put together is absurd. Uh, they, they have a better 17-6 and six they are in the last 23 games. I mean, everybody was, you know, burying them, chain, get, rid of, get rid of everybody, get rid of the front office, get rid of the coaches. They've played better than anybody in the last 23 games of the year. And you've got to say, obviously, you have Russell and, and Bradley, incredible but they got to deal with a couple of games and we're not even going to see them in the playoffs pj we're we got into a heated debate today about the word bust. i love it and i'm curious you, you as a head coach in the nba for a long time a guy who's coached basketball in general have you ever referred to an nba player as a bust and what are your thoughts a bust mm-hmm. uh no I, I don't think it's an unfair word i you know i'm not i'm certainly not going to say i never would have said it when i was uh when when i was coaching but uh to me uh you know you do what what you did what Keyshawn did for a living and you make it to this level then i, then I don't think there, there's such a thing um but you know there's guys uh there's gms and there's coaches that had people that their their livelihoods depended on it and guys didn't uh, guys didn't produce um, bust is bust is a hard word, but there's a there's a lot of a lot of people that didn't make it at this level. Um, I, I don't know what what's a what's a better word. What was what was the point of the argument? Or who won, who won the argument? Jay, I know you did. Well, I, we, then Stephen A. Smith called, and I feel like we lost some traction. <laughs> but Key and I held our ground. <laughs> Key and I held our ground, Coach. What it was what what it was was a media versus ex athletes debate over a, over a simple word where. I think the point I was simple. trying to make was that bust isn't the person, it's the pick, it's the decision, it's all of it. And the player gets the label mainly because he's the guy. Like, he's, he ends up being the one that was taken. And uh, it, it all stemmed from Kwame Brown firing back at a lot of people that continue to bring him up uh, as one of the biggest. Hey, you guys did it for a living. I mean, I, you, you, as a coach, you, you sit once removed. You, you got uh, – Interestingly enough, you have some coaches who who also play. That that's even a better perspective. But I mean, to get to that level, uh, it's opportunity. I mean, how many? There's so many guys uh, in all of the professional sports that didn't work out at one place. Some didn't work out at two or three places, and then all of a sudden they thrive somewhere else. Uh, you're not you're not a bust, in my opinion. If you get to this level, uh, it's it's a tough word, but it's also uh, you know. It's a fair word for media. I, I don't like it at all from a player standpoint. I don't love it from a coaching standpoint. I'm copping out, uh, but I'm glad I wasn't there because um, I always lose my arguments with Steven. So, <laughs> well, what won't be a bust this tonight? At least we hope it won't. Wizards, Celtics tonight. ESPN Radio. PJ Carlismo on the call and also on the Goodyear Hotline with us. Coach, Ooh. always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right, PJ. You, uh, you guys are great. Thank you. Appreciate it, uh-huh. man. We were just talking. Have you ever seen PJ Carlismo coach? Oh yeah. No. Have you? Ever, have you? Key, yeah, key? Yeah. No, but you have to intense. Yeah, even him, even yeah. I'm talking intense. Even at like a KD as a fantasy camp. Even him and Fortello together. I mean, coach. Hard. I'm talking what they coaching do. hard. Grown ass men who are like 45. Touch the line. <laughs> 
Dustin, I mean, just be yeah. losing. Their he's voice. one of my all-time. Yeah, favorites. he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have a voice. All the coaches that don't have a voice, you know about them. But think about too when he was in Seattle, KD as a rookie, then <laughs> then uh, Jeff Green, Jeff Russ, Green, like Russ. they had I some run there I, I, so long ago. I didn't even realize. Seattle yeah, back when Seattle had a team. Sonic, yeah. Right, he and Jeff Green, less Sonics left in the in the league. Can we get Seattle a basketball? The NBA team, play-in right? tournament on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Pacers host the Hornets, followed by the Wizards and Celtics. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So we go to Mark Market Madness. Find out if Joe Burrow <laughs> is already getting the first seat at Skyline Chili. Next, KJZ, ESPN Radio and ESPN app. On Tuesday, getting set for the NBA play-in games and talking baseball with the one and only Al Leiter. We'll see if he calls me Goldie again. Oh, that's good, Goldie. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Madness rolls on. KJZ ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Mo Egger, afternoon host on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, joins us right now to give us the take from Cincinnati, the top three sports stars in that market right now. Mo, take it away. 
All right, guys. Uh, I had to think long and hard about this because I've got a star of the future, a star of the present, and, and to a degree, a star of the past. I'm going to start with my number three. I'll go Joey Votto. Joey's best seasons are behind him. He's going to be 38 years old by the end of this season. He's currently on the injured list. But if you look at the longevity, if you look at the resume that he's put together, an MVP season, other years in which he was in the top five in MVP voting, he's going to have a compelling Hall of Fame case. He's played his entire career in Cincinnati. He was a part of this franchise's turnaround in 2010. Uh, the Reds have other players who currently are better. I don't think they have a brighter star. I don't think they have anybody who's more recognizable around the country than Joey Votto. Uh, at number two, I will go with University of Cincinnati football coach Luke Fickle. Uh, Luke Fickle, over his last three seasons, has gone 31-6. and six. He took a program that had uh, quickly descended when Tommy Tuberville was the head coach, and he's taken it back to where it was back in the late 2000s. They played in the Peach Bowl this year. They won a conference championship. They have a chance to have maybe four guys who get taken in the first two rounds of the NFL draft in 2022. This is University of Cincinnati football. We're not talking about a traditional national power, and I think they're a pretty good bet to start the season in the top ten, and if they can win on the road at Indiana and at Notre Dame this year, they could maybe be the first group of five school to crack the college football playoff. Uh, he is universally beloved here. He's recruited Cincinnati really well. He's an Ohio guy. He's energized the fan base, and he's won an exceptional amount of games. And then number one, I think it's pretty clear, it's Joe Burrow. And, look, Joe's star is still rising. He hasn't played a full season, but everything we've seen from this guy – uh, suggests he's going to be a star. He got better week in and week out last year in the 10 games that he played in. He's embraced being a Bengal. I think he's added a degree of swagger and confidence to a team and a, and a fan base that has sorely needed it. And for the first time in a while, I think you can envision the Cincinnati Bengals maybe one day not simply winning a playoff game, which we've all been thirsting for for 30 years, but perhaps, maybe, eventually, actually competing for something like, I don't know, a championship. Uh, that seems within reach, and perhaps not in the short term, but as good as he's been, as good as he is, uh, and I just think with, with the way he's embraced being the franchise guy for a franchise that you know has sorely lacked an identity for so often in its history, I think Joe Burrow is the biggest star here in Cincinnati, and he's just getting started. Yeah, you would think that, especially also being an Ohio son, that it means so much to that market. What are the, fa- what are the fans, what's the the, the- the feeling coming out of the draft with the decision, what, do you go with a tackle? Do you go with a receiver? Obviously they go receiver and somebody he knows very well. Well, I I participated in your mock draft, and then I I spent the day getting laughed at by the likes of Mike Tannenbaum, so I I enjoyed that. But, uh, you know, look, it was a compelling conversation that we had for, for about two months leading up to the draft. Do you take the tackle? Or uh, do you take the receiver, Jamar Chase? Do you go Penesol or Jamar Chase? And and I, I think what they've done is they've chosen to protect Joe Burrow by giving him a weapon that he's familiar with and by giving him a guy who's going to get separation, add that to a class of wide receivers that they have that I think they feel like is going to allow Joe Burrow to protect themselves. I think there's cautious optimism among fans with what they've done in the draft. And look, you clearly, clearly, could have made a case that they should have taken an offensive lineman in the first round. All you have to do is go back to the image of Joe Burrow being carted off against Washington last year. Uh, That said, 
you know, look, there's the Joe Burrow endorsement. There is the fact that the Jamar Chase and, and Joe played with each other at LSU. There's a degree of familiarity. And let's face it, um, there's going to be a surge of optimism uh, if Joe Burrow is healthy. No matter who they have blocking in front of him, no matter who's playing defense, no matter who he's throwing to. And the good news is all signs are pointing to him being ready to go week one. Wow. Well, thanks very much. Ready to go week one for Joe Burrow, who's number one in the market. Again, market madness, all the number ones. We will put, as we go through all 16 of the markets that we were going to use, go into a, a bracket, and you, the viewer, you, the listener, will then vote, see who's number one. Joe Burrow's got a shot to go pretty deep in a tournament like that. In New York, we had Jake DeGrom. I mean, again, nationally. I didn't make the list. Nationally, we're still doing Chris like Cannon the guy that can Jake get into the club, DeGrom. doesn't have to wait for the table. That's just still that's the same mantra, right? I'm surprised they didn't hit Joe Mixon on there. Well, he, Luke Fickle has done a great job at – Cincinnati football. Yeah, and, that's I where with that. and Joey Votto. I mean, he's been there yeah, forever. He's, been there forever and he, yeah. he's, he's beloved. He's beloved there as well. I found it interesting that he said that Joe Burrow, that he had, uh, he endorsed the pick yeah. with Jamar Chase. Would that make him a diva? Is he involved I don't have now, anything to do with that. Let's see if he has two lockers. Making. Leave that man alone. Let's but, see if he has two lockers. No, but that, that, that's what we're saying. All these quarterbacks that want to be involved. That's what, that's what Ron Wolf said. They want to be involved in decision-making. They want to say. He called that it being a but diva. What's wrong with having a say if you're the star I have no problem. I'm not Ron diva. Wolf. I'm just He's saying. a diva. I'm asking Joe the Burrow's question. a diva? Absolutely. You just labeled Joe Burrow a diva? Uh, yes, already? absolutely. After one year in, yes. in the league. Trevor Lawrence hurt? is a diva. Uh, uh, uh. Justin Fields is a diva. Trey Lance is a diva. Mac Jones is a diva. Yeah, they're divas, all of them. Did you see the Jets quarterback? He's a diva. Okay. But he was involved in the decision-making. Don't you find that to be He decided to tell everybody he was working hard to become the starter. He's a diva. And now <laughs> say he wanted to be no. there. Well, that's a franchise with a history of busts. <laughs> should we get back to that conversation? Carlos Boomer. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.